Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Katie has uh, been pressing in and has some stuff she wants to release. Uh, so I have been um, studying the let, um, and it represents the door. So, so if you are here with us tonight for the first time, Dilet is one of the letters in the Hebrew alphabet. How do you, is that how you say it? Alphabet. Alphabet. It's the the Hebrew alphabet. So we like to study the Hebrew language because it's so much cooler than English, and um, so, and honestly has so much. I mean, words. You find out what they really mean, and you're like. Ugh. English is so boring, but Katie really likes to dive in and study, and so she's been studying Dilet. So go ahead. Uh, so Yeshua um, is the door and uh, lets us into the kingdom um, when he gives us access. When we seek his face, that's when the door opens. Um, Dilet is made up with two vavs, and vav is connection. Yeah, so, um, so Vav is a connector of heaven to earth. We recognize that the living letter of Vav connects heaven to bring it to earth. And so we get to tap into that. So what she's talking about is Dilet, it looks like a doorway. So it's two Vavs. You cross through where you are absolutely connected into from heaven to earth. And so in that, as we recognize that Yeshua, or who we knew as Jesus, we recognize that he is the doorway that lets us have all access to everything, right? Everything in heaven takes place on earth. Did we not once believe that when I die, then I'll see heaven come to earth? But we get to live in heaven on earth that is actually walking out everything that he said so as we tap into that and walk through that place we come from a place where we believe we don't stop at the cross right salvation is amazing we wouldn't be here if we didn't have it but that's not the end that's just the beginning so as you accept Yeshua into your heart and you begin to walk that out the beginning of that is just just asking him to come inside of you. And then there is so much more. And right now in this family, we, are, we recognize and we honor and we celebrate feasts. We, we recognize what Yahweh talked about in the Bible, the things that he talked about that most of the time we don't, we didn't ever really grow up with in church. And right now we are in the middle of the 50 days between Pentecost and Shavuot. Pentecost, right? Where his, he died, his blood was shed. He became the door for us to be able to, uh, to, to get him into our lives. And then he took us and he took us out of Egypt. He took us out of the things that we were enslaved to. And we're walking out this process right now to get to Shavuot where Ruach, Holy Spirit, where Ruach falls. And so in this home, we recognize those things. Right now is a time, and you guys can stand. We are going to engage in a worship service tonight. Um, the first Friday of every month, we we have a worship service. So 
when we get together, we don't just do three songs and then move on. We engage with him as a family. We make a sound as a family. We operate in an atmosphere as a family and bringing that heaven to earth. We operate here as a Vav. This week, one of the things that we, um, in this Omer counter, if you don't know what that is, that's when we count down the seven weeks to Shavuot. And in this week, we are recognizing, um, yes, I don't know if I'm saying these right, so just stick with me. I'm, I don't know Hebrew, but I'm practicing learning. Yesod and Malkut is the best I can say it. Mom's like, you're doing good. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a lot more like that could come out with it, but that's what I got for now. And Malhut. Okay, so the Vav that we talked about, that is that doorway. So you have the foundation, which is, it, you kind of think of it as the base of a tree. This week, this is what we're recognizing. It's the foundation. That foundation is that base of the tree. And then what happens is the root system, which is the malchut, that is the root system. That's tapping in to our heritage. That's tapping into where we really come from. That's tapping into all that he really is. And so this week, as we, as we do that, there is power in that connection. As we have turned our focus to him and really begun to lock eyes with him, waiting in the upper room because part of Dillette that she was going to talk about is the uh, the top part of the Vav actually means upper room where we wait for him as heaven connects to earth and as we wait in that place that's where Ruach falls we know that that's what's coming and so tonight we're worshiping out of a heart of intimacy. Ellen described it this week as a place that you would stand as a, as a person, who, a woman who's engaged, I guess not necessarily a woman, but the engagement process where you know what's coming next is covenant. What's coming next is that it's everything that of him that is now inside of me. That's what's coming. So out of that place tonight, we get to pour out our praise. We get to pour out our gratitude. In this home, yeah. worship does not look a certain way. It does not mean that you have to stay right where you are and that you have to worship a certain way like because that's what you've always seen. Your worship can be you on your face. Your worship can be you with your flag. Your worship can be you drawing a picture. Your worship can be sitting in adoration of what he's done. There's no specific way that it has to look. There's no formula to get him to show up. It's gazing into the eyes of the one that you adore and absolutely just pouring out your heart a heart of gratitude that we're so thankful for what is coming. We're so thankful that not only were we set free out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of the thing that enslaved us, but we're grateful for what's coming because yeah. the covenant that's coming, is gonna, yeah. it's going to change things. Yeah. There's a birthing that will come when you walk in a place of covenant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we just, um, yeah, Yahweh, we just thank you for what you're going to do tonight. I thank you that as we stand and face you and look into the eyes of the one we love, that that's where you fall. That's where the ultimate gift to, to mankind comes from. We receive you tonight and we just pour out our praise. We position our hearts to pour out that adoration for all that you've done. I thank you that this family, a word that he wants to speak over us is, this is a bride who didn't run. 
a bride who didn't run away, that you didn't just take the engagement and say, this is fun and I'm going to get to the point of the wedding ceremony and then I don't know if I can do this, so I'm going to book it. This family is a bride that says, I'm going all the way. I'm taking it to the altar. I'm going to walk in covenant with him. I'm going to birth something that this earth has yeah. never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Something different is coming because you were willing to walk. You were willing to walk through a process, an engagement, to be with him, the one that you love. So Yahweh, we honor you for that tonight, and we just adore you and thank you for all that you are going to do. In Yeshua's name. Before we uh, start on this song, I just wanted to acknowledge Logan. If you guys have noticed uh, this week in the last few worship nights, he has brought his guitar with him. And uh, he has completed, uh, he's learning, or should I say, he's learned how to play the guitar. <laughs> and he's completely submitted to Gabe to learn more. So he literally comes to worship practices just to learn how to play and to be able to play with a team so that he can grow in that, in that instrument. And uh, so he's submitted himself to bring it then when on worship nights to play along with us to be able to worship with his instrument. And it's so powerful because if we all know that we are all an instrument, right? That we all are an instrument unto him to release that sound, to yeah. minister unto him as that bride chick, that, chick. Did, did, that did not run and didn't turn away and didn't get scared when that proposal came or when the process came after the proposal of merging lives, of merging cultures that you didn't run and that we can worship with our instrument. So I wanted to be intentional to cover him that he's not out of order and he didn't just decide, well, I'm going to bring my own thing and do my own thing. But he is submitted to this house as he plays that instrument, shake, shake. as all of us are in this moment with our instruments. And again, to just uh, continue in what Missy's saying about it doesn't have to look a certain way. That us ministering unto him doesn't have to be a certain way. That the... Um, that it can be on your face, that it can be movement, that it can be uh, your body moving, that it can be your voice, that tonight we are just going to adore him and thank him and minister unto him for all that he's done. In a moment, everything can change the way you know me. Way you say my name, we're pressing through. Yes, you are. You're always true, and you're always enough. I don't want the uh, slowness of this song to bring uh, like an atmosphere of somber always or like. Enough that it has to be quiet. I, we're not trying to shift out of the joy of family, that this family is a beautiful expression of who he is and a beautiful expression Always of his face and that it is a joy and it is the joy of our life 
to be able to worship him together. So I don't want you to feel like you have to be quiet and have to be like somber, but that we're just like relishing in how he is always enough, that he is always good, that he always redeems, that he always shows up, that he always restores, that he is ever faithful, that he's always increasing.
like that he has a plan, that he has an agenda, that he has an ocean of love, that he is drowning us. 
in. And sometimes that does require us to leave our comfort zone behind. And that's what's so beautiful about you guys is you do it. <laughs> that you're so quick to just respond to him and like his beckoning of just like Yeshua told the disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait. That's all he said, go and wait. And they waited. They just stayed in that upper room and they ministered unto him and they just waited. You are just like that. That you just wait for him because that's what he says to do. And it's that kind of heart's position. It's that kind of sacrifice. It's that kind of ministering unto him that allows Ruach to land meaning to set you ablaze, to write the word on your heart, to become one with you, not just land on top of you, but literally to engulf all that you are and all that is within you and all that you have and every dream and every vision and every plan and every purpose of your life to intertwine all of it with him. That's what it means when we say Ruach lands, that you become one.
just lift up your song to just like use your voice whatever comes to your heart of what is the overflow of your heart what's the overflow how, how do you present your heart to him whether it's in movement or in a in a position or it's in a word or it's in a song permission to minister to his face as if you were alone at home.
sets me free. tonight to go to that place that you connect with the Father. That one thing that always happens, that one thing that you always do that just brings you close to Him. Where you feel His presence that and it's so tangible. Whatever it is, I want you guys to I encourage you guys to just connect with Him right now. And just ask Him to say your name. And listen to the way He just says your name. me 
he proposed. He's on his knee. Marry me. Choose me. Be addicted to me. Find me. Come on, come on. Come with me. Hide with me. Let me satisfy yeah. you. Let me yeah. fulfill you. Let yeah. me be the one. Let yeah. me be the one that you wake up to at night. Let me be the one. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's the counting the over. That's the season we're in of letting him be the one. So it's out of that. It's out of that process when you say his name. He knows what that name costs you to say his name in a process of letting go so that he, so that he can be the one. <laughs> Just like when he says your name and calls you out of what you are in and makes a way for you because he knows you. <laughs> There's so much in his name. There's so much in your name. guys I uh, I made a list I took myself back to when I was in intense 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 bondage and I made a list of how this bondage consumed my life this list is long I'll share it on Kingdom Air's box later tonight so you guys can see but this list is extensive I had to dig deep into my mind and go back to an old lifestyle to remember what bondage felt like, what bondage feels like, how it consumes you, how it overwhelms you, how it takes over every single thing in your life, every single thought. It takes over your plans. It takes over, oh, it takes over everything, you guys. You plan to make plans to plan it. It's ridiculous how much addiction consumes you. And I made this huge, huge list and how it affects my relationship with people, how it affects my physical body, how it affects my relationship with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus, and how it affects everything. And it, it helped me open my eyes to see what life could be like to be bound to Yahweh and how far off I am and how far off I am that I'm not bound to Him because of the way that things worked out in my life before when I was bound to things that weren't of Him. And it's profound to, to imagine going through that list what life could be like being in bondage to Him. And it, it overwhelmed me. It overwhelms me. That list overwhelms me and I haven't shared it on anything yet because it it overwhelms my everything because the father he likes to trade one thing for another he doesn't just liberate you so that you can be free there's an exchange and a trading that happens and he traded that out so that I could be traded into him 
He didn't want that lifestyle, that mindset, the way I function of bondage to be gone. He wanted it just to, to, to be a lateral transfer to him, that my lifestyle would be completely bound to him in the same fashion, in the same manner, in the same way, to be bound in that way where I'm completely consumed and captivated by him. And that whole thought process completely just wrecks me and it scares the, scares the heck out of me to know what it would be like to be in bondage to something, to be in bondage to my creator, to be in bondage of my father. And I want you guys to, to take that journey back into your lives where you were in bondage, where you were slave to something, where you were addicted to something, where you were consumed by something. And I want you to, in this moment, to make that lateral transfer to not just be set free from that thing, but for it to, that thing to be gone and for him to step into that place and that your mannerisms don't change and who you are don't change and how you function doesn't change, but that that addiction just switches to an addiction to him. So I want you guys to just go there. I encourage you guys to go there. That thing that you don't talk about. That thing that no one knows about. That thing you struggle with. Whatever outlet that is, I want you guys to go there right now. And I want you to make that exchange. Make that exchange. Make that declaration. Make that decision. Because it can happen and everything will change. The way he says your name will change. That line in this song, the way you say my name completely wrecks me. When I was a teenager and I was completely wrapped in, it was a start of everything, of all my addictions. And I was laying there in the, my bed one night. It actually was the morning. And I was laying there and my thoughts were tormenting me. It was like there was a million voices all at once just screaming at me, and I was being completely tormented. And this was the first time as a teenager when I heard, the first and only time that I heard the audible voice of Yahweh in that moment. And I was, it was just like everything in my mind was screaming. And all he did was say my name. And it was, it was, the, it was the loudest thing I ever heard. And he just said, Gabriel and everything stopped and everything changed in that moment I felt for a, a split second what freedom felt like what connection with him felt like what life with him felt like without everything else screaming around me at me consuming me so when we sing this song the way you say my name I encourage you to literally ask him to say your name because it'll change your life It'll change how you pursue him. Because all you'll want to do is hear that voice again. All you'll want to do is hear your father's voice one more time. And you'll go through the ends of the earth just to hear his voice, just to see his face. Just to remember that feeling of what it felt like for him to speak your name over you. The way you say my name. 
his shift. So we're just kind of waiting on him. That happens a lot in worship services or in any service where all of a sudden you just feel like there's something he's doing and he's about to shift into something else. And so we just kind of linger for a moment. in this place. Just stay with us as we just wait and as we just minister to him, as we just linger in his presence, that we're not in any rush. There's nowhere to be. There's nowhere to go that we can just take our time. That there's such works that he's doing that this, that the intimacy in this house is so deep. And it's okay to take a minute.
be my one and only be my one and only this is already happening a lot all over the room but I just feel like if I can activate the presbytery or activate our family to just pair up if you're just feel like sometimes we just need a, an, a voice in the midst of that waiting that isn't our own. So if I can activate anyone to just get your hands on someone and just begin to declare over them and declare into right where they are, right where they're at in that process. And in that waiting, in that interim of, yes, Yahweh, I want to be bound to you. Yes, I choose this covenant. Yes, I endure the process. Yes, I'm waiting in the upper room. Yes, I'm waiting. That sometimes we just need a voice in that place. So we're just going to take a few minutes. There's a lot that's already happening, but if it's not, I encourage you to just get with someone. Swallow 
thank you for tonight. I thank you for what this, what the atmosphere right now is providing. <laughs> that it's in those moments of waiting, it's in those moments of pressing through in a word where you, like, it gives you room to rewrite things. I see him like rewriting DNA, like trees, like the root system where he's rewriting how things are formed together and how they even got there, that he's like working miracles of shifting where you come from. That at one point you're rooted in something, right? That your root system comes from something and I see him like rerouting that source, moving and shifting things that seem absolutely impossible to shift. That how could you, how could you move a root system that's so entangled with the earth? And it's like he's just shifting everything. He's, he's reformatting like some of their roots were were drawing water from the wrong well and he's removing those roots and placing them in the white the right well yeah yeah that we're rooted in him that he's there's just there's something about this service of just taking the time as he's establishing that you are rooted in him that that process of walking through that door, that process of receiving his bloodline, that you are Yeshua's blood, that you come from him, it's like there's something happening tonight that's preparing you for Shavuot, which is next week, right? That's when Ruach fell. That's when there's, that he wrote it on your heart, that he wrote himself on your heart, meaning his language, his DNA is in you. That's when that that uh, covenant is cut. And I just feel like tonight there's like an establishing and a settling happening in the spirit of, of just settling some things in you. That what you've come out of is not what you are from anymore. That the bloodline or the the family line or the tradition or the culture or the thoughts or the all those things that you have physically come from that that is not where you come from anymore that that's not who you are and it's not a like proving or like a like a tally of, well, if I do this, then I'm not from that. Or if I do that, or like, it's not external. It's like, he's literally rewriting history. And sometimes when we do that corporately, it can just take some time, which is why we're just kind of lingering. There's something so powerful about this family. When we come together, there's nothing like it when you're with family because what what happens when we're together is there's a culture that's established. We all come from family cultures, right? Where things are just normalized, where things are just casual that should not be casual. Well, when we're all together in this place, in this frequency, in this realm, in, in Yahweh's house, 
it's like he has access to things that he doesn't always when we're alone. That's why we love coming together because it's like we can see so many facets of him. I can see him in all of you. I wouldn't be able to see him like I do if I wasn't looking at all of you. So that we can embrace parts of his DNA that yes, that is who I am. I do operate in honor. I am free to love. I am free from this. I do see things with an open heart. And that only comes in the dynamic of family. That he's rewriting family lines. He's rewriting the trajectory of your legacy. That the culture that you then come from here and you take home into your homes and you teach your children, this is how we talk. This is how we see. This is how we operate. This is how we see him. Well, that's established here in, in the context of kingdom family. And that's what's so beautiful about worship services is we can just take our time to let him do that internal work that we've been learning about, right? We have teaching night where we're getting fed and then we have to process what we're fed and we get to respond to that or we get to, to pursue in that. I wish all of us could like take a turn up here and you could just look out at like how beautiful it is. You guys have no idea the view that we get. I'm reminded of uh, an armory night when, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but Jason said something at armory one night about roots. And in a drought, the roots of a tree have to go deeper and deeper and deeper to find water. On the surface is a drought and it's dry and it's hard, but it's going, the roots go deep and deep and deep to find water. And I feel like what the Father's saying tonight is a lot of you have been, or some of you have been in droughts, long periods of droughts, and that means your roots are long and deep. You thought it was bad. You thought it was hard. It was, and it was. It was all of that. Droughts are hard. But your roots are deep. And they go deep. And they go deep. And they're strong. And I feel like the Father is saying that he's bringing a well now. Now that those roots have gotten deep and got to the depth that they needed to get, in those harsh times, in those rough times, now he's bringing you a source, Amen. an unending source, an unending well of life that's gonna sustain you and change everything that what it looks like on the surface, but it starts deep within the roots. And you're gonna start to see fruit. You're gonna start to see fruit on the trees where there hasn't been any trees, any fruit. You're gonna start to see leaves on the trees where there hasn't been any leaves. And on the surface, people thought it was dead. On the surface, people thought the tree wasn't alive. But in the deep, deep, deep down, their roots were strong and they were deep. And now there's a well coming and that tree is going to be bigger than it has ever been and bear fruit sweeter and stronger and beautiful than more than it's ever been.
the root, the bigger the tree, the bigger the fruit. <laughs> so Yahweh, we just adore you. We just pour ourselves out in thanksgiving of all that you are doing, all that you have done all that you provide, just being able to be on your frequency, just being able to be in your realm, to not have to be on earth, to be able to experience you tasting and seeing, looking and beholding, that we have access to you, that Yeshua, that you are the door that gave us access to your kingdom, to your heritage, to your blood. for that. We thank you for all that that means and that sacrifice and all that it costs you to give us permission to be able to have the fullness of the kingdom on earth. And we just stand in a place to continue to just wait on you and lingering in that upper room, that we just linger with expectant hearts of, of the covenant that, that's being renewed even in us as we know as we know more of you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for how intimate and how intricate and how specific that you are. There's an element of <laughs> there's an element of being able to so as we're ending a season, do you know what that means though? It means we're beginning another season, right? It's not just like, oh it's over, yay, done. No, it continues. And so what's really cool is that the way we end a season is the way we get to start the next season. And so that's why just as important as the beginning is also the end, because you're leading into the next. And so we're actually about to be at the end of a season next Friday or next weekend. And Shavuot, which I think is just an amazing word, just even in its sound, speaks to me. But it's this feast of weeks that's talking about like literally an appointed season of time that began with the first part of the harvest and ends with acknowledging that the harvest did not come from us whatsoever. And so I think that's really exciting to me because like... I liken it with mom and dad. They've, they are finishing a season and we're celebrating with them in the same way. Like, they did it. They did all the work in this season of learning. And we have the 
the privilege to celebrate. And the same way with first fruits, we had nothing, I mean, we did a part, but the real harvest, we give thanks for what Yahweh did in the harvest, right? And so next Friday, I wanna challenge us because as it's a first fruit, literally a first fruits opportunity for us. So we're gonna review. Because as a teacher, you've got to keep reviewing to make sure that your students are there. And if not, we're going to have to relearn, right? Okay, so tithes. What's the, what happens with tithes? What's the point? What? All right. It stops the devourer, right? Who's trying to steal from us, and we bounce right back. That's tithe which is awesome because I'd rather go this way than go that way. Okay, you've passed question one. <laughs> and you're gonna have an opportunity to trade so that the devourer cannot steal what you have recently received. All right, how about an offering? What's the point of an offering? You guys know? That was tithe, rebuking the devourer. Offering is rather than going constant and just being back and forth, let's get some growth in that, right? So we give an offering and part of this Feast of Weeks is there's lots of historical things that happened during this season. And one thing that happened was with, um, with Ruth. And Ruth was out in the fields, right? Yeah. And Ruth was not only seeking the devourer to get some food, she was literally grabbing every last bit and that was an offering to the Lord, and it was blessing others. It was, can you be in my class in a few years? You're right, oh, where'd she go? You're right, Ellen. It is. Um, but literally being able to grow and have this upward trajectory that Ellen was talking about earlier. And as we come into next week, as we embark into a new season, an appointed time, the end of a season, and the beginning of the next season that we're headed into, I want you to be intentional as you're thinking about what that first fruit offering is for you specifically. Because what's the point of a first fruit offering? Not just a one-to-one -one offering, what's the point of the first fruit offering? Zoe? Oh, you're, I thought you were raising your hand. Ah, she was graphing it for me with her hand. It's that exponential growth. That growth that's going to seal the deal. You cannot stop an exponential growth. It continues on. Okay? 
So we want to be intentional this week. I challenge each and every one of you to what does that look like for you personally and how can you press through to finish this season strong and to seal the deal on that for you specifically, okay? So that's with anticipation next week. Right now, let's trade, let's be activated. Let's not only rebuke the devourer so we're not headed in the wrong direction, but let's actually also add to that an offering, a pleasing offering, a pleasing sacrifice that costs you something because it's going to head you in the right direction. So right now's the time. As these youngest of children are running here to give, let's do that as well. So if it's on text to give, 928-288-4547. If it's cash, check, whatever that is, be activated. Yahweh, we just thank you that this season that you had your son as a first fruit is continuing on through the weeks to be passed on into a new season of what you have for us, of what you've given to us. And it is, Yahweh, we believe that what you've said is true, that it, you are setting us on a trajectory and that what we do today really does matter. Just as Ruth and Naomi were obedient and they lined up with Boaz, who began the lineage of Jesse and then to David that led to Yeshua, Yahweh, it was not by accident what things you set into motion. And we believe and we trust that there are things that you are setting into motion in us even right now. And we look forward to with anticipation to see the fruit in the next seasons of what that looks like. Not just for me or my kids or my kids' kids, but for the generations to come. Thank you, Yahweh. Amen. All right, so this next part of service, you guys can continue uh, if you're writing out checks or if you're still getting into uh, your purses, feel free to continue giving. Um, But we have a really special time planned out for this part of the service. And so uh, in talking about the beginning and the end of a season and how we end is how we begin the next Uh, We want to give honor where honor is due. This family constantly recognizes processes and we recognize the beginnings and the ends and how we've seen things through and follow through and all of that. And so we are sending mom and dad to their graduation. (laughs) Of their first year of Hebrew Scrolls Academy, okay? And we wanted to uh, honor you guys with a basket that you guys will find handy while you're traveling. (laughs) Um, But the reason why this family wants to honor you guys so much is because of all that you guys have done. And the fact that, you know, joining Hebrew Scrolls Academy, joining schooling, okay, like mom and dad have laid their lives down and have walked a specific process for years before even recognizing this school, okay? But 
even though that's been astounding to us over the last five plus years, however long you've known them or been part of Kingdom Heirs, um, that was like their hunger is so constant and their hunger is so exponential that that wasn't even enough for them. They're constantly moving glory to glory to glory. So like what we get here is deep and is honestly I take weeks to chew <laughs> one, like <laughs> one word from them. Um, so I am grateful, this body is grateful that you guys are never satisfied with one crumb, that you guys want the entire enchilada. You guys want literally the recipe. You want to know where it came from. You want to know how many people have done it before you. <laughs> you want to know what Yeshua is talking about. Um, and so this Hebrews Girls Academy is a big deal because you guys have finished your first year. And so we're going to send you uh, into your graduation next week and then also send you into your second year knowing that I, I, I literally cannot even imagine what the heck is going to come from you guys <laughs> over the next year. So if you guys could come up. Yeah. All right, so I want to talk about some of the things that are in there because you guys know that when this body gives things, it's not just chocolate or it's not just money. <laughs> it's not, uh, we're never satisfied with just the surface, right? It always means something deeper. Yeshua is revealing something deeper in everything that we receive. And so um, this is from Kingdom Family, the body. And um, so in there, you will recognize first treats for Suka Zadok. I don't know where he is right now. He's traveling around the family. Oh, is he sleeping? Oh my goodness. Okay, so that sweet puppy is going with mom and dad on their trip, okay? So the road trip, they're gonna go to Albuquerque. Suka Zadok is going with them. So there's treats in there for him as you guys drive. And then there are also some chocolate discs in there. So we know you're going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque is known as the home for red and green chili. So we got you some chili chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you guys remember, there was a couple of years ago where mom and dad, they released about honey. Do you guys remember that? That was a crazy sermon that has stuck with me throughout the years and so you've got honey chapstick in there and that is a declaration over you that every person you meet every person you encounter is going to not only be a sweet encounter but it's also going to set you up for tasting even more how good he is okay and then of course there are some Whole Foods gift cards in there because you guys are literally right down the street from a Whole Foods in your hotel. So you can cook if you choose to. <laughs> uh, but there's also an envelope with cash because obviously as a family, we like to give options. So you can use that, yes. <laughs> we get the fullness. <laughs> um, so you can use that cash as 
for dinners with your fellow graduates while you're out there. You can use it for souvenirs. If you see anything downtown that Suko wants, feel free to get it. Whatever you want to use that money for, <laughs> we're sending it with you. So, um, yeah, so if you guys want to come up and just lay hands on mom and dad, we'd like to just pray and declare over them. We're not going to let you guys leave with just goodies. We want to make sure we're touching you and sending you as you go. All right. So you guys are just going to declare and pray over them as you're touching them. And then I'll um, pray over the mic. So, Father, we just thank you for Justin and Tanya Brewer. Father, we thank you for our legacy that is wrapped up in this couple. We thank you, Father, that they are the father and mother of this region. We thank you for all you have placed on them. We thank you for the fire in them that never burns out. We thank you, Father, that no circumstance, no person, no spiritual adversary, Father, nothing ever snuffs out that fire. Lord, we thank you that they are steadfast, that they are constant, that they are consistent, that they are constantly flowing in who you are and how you are at all times, Father. We thank you for everything that you embody inside of them, Father. We thank you for that hunger that uh, is never quenched, and we thank you for all that you've released through them thus far, and we thank you for all that you are depositing in them as they go on this trip. Father, we thank you that as they have released, as they have poured out, as they have laid themselves down, as they have sacrificed, as they have uh, made a way for so many of us, Father, we thank you that as they go on this trip, that they will be refilled, that they will be poured into, that they will be able to taste and see how good you are when they are around people that are of like-minded, that are of like spirits, other fires that will not burn out, other fires that will not be quenched. Father, I just thank you that that strength that they carry is something they will see in others and it will be such an encouragement to them. Father, I thank you for Suka Zadok that is assisting them in their travels. I thank you that, Father, as they go, they're going to encounter all of Suka Zadok as they go and in so many numerous ways as they sleep, as they rise, as they walk, as they dine, as they, uh, you know, get that uh, certificate of graduation. Father, we thank you for this accomplishment that you have given them, um, that they are seeing it all the way through with family. Father, I thank you that um, that you have so much good in store for this couple, Father, and I thank you that it far exceeds anything we could ever imagine, anything they've seen yet, um, and I just thank you, Father, that you are working and that you are bringing this whole season to completion because you're sending them into a whole new one, and Father, we just seal that in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right, family, we have a couple more announcements. So if you guys could find your seats after loving on mom and dad, that would be awesome. Mom, we're going to release you to uh, now that you've been sent. Ruach's coming. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about Shovel Woe, if that's okay. Uh, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't, I just wanted to say when you guys were praying, Jason, uh, Jason actually noticed this and said this, but he said that there were, that as sons and daughters were surrounding us, that they were getting literally pushed out of the way because the grandchildren were wanting to get in close. 
And he was just saying that that was like a, a testimony of the legacy of the next generation wanting to just cling and be so close. So then when you guys were talking about being able to be around a community that has the same fire, that it's been the hunger of our hearts that we would find people like us. <laughs> Which I... <laughs> the period at the end of our life was that will never happen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and now that we have that period, we know that we're being sent into that. So we're excited. We're definitely excited about that. So Shavuot, when we come back from graduation, we will be coming back on Monday. Is that right? That next, so this, not next weekend, because we'll be gone. Then next weekend on Saturday, 3 o'clock to 8 o'clock, at our home, we are going to celebrate Shavuot. And all the agenda is, is that he said to go to the upper room and wait. Okay? So there's a couple things with that. In order to administrate something so not administrative, we felt that it would be good this time to not do a Facebook event and you know how with all the other events we've done we've like lined out what we're doing and what we're eating and when we're doing it and there's clear communication this time he said just go and wait and based on the hunger will be the pull so instead of an invitation and me giving you all these details I'm giving you three o'clock my home and it's going to be your hunger that is going to be able to pull and desire out of connection what you need to uh, do bring where uh, again there's no agenda so uh, we're definitely going to be feasting so we definitely I mean as far as a couple of details we have some categories we're going to be doing a huge uh, huge charcuterie board and we're just going to be grazing all day long. So I've got categories. So if you're wanting to come, just get with me and I'll hand you out a category. Other than that, we don't know what's going to happen. But I do know his heart is that you leave my house wasted. <laughs> well, then we'll have to spend the night. <laughs> But we are going to activate the prophetic and we are going to just uh, have a good time uh, allowing for Ruach to identify us as sons and daughters who are empowered. Because you guys understand Shavuot is when Holy Spirit came and dwelled on those that were hungry. Yeah. Yeshua himself said, don't you dare go and try to make disciples of nations until you go to a place of peace and you wait till you're empowered because that's when you're going to be walking around doing all these things in my name and you didn't even know my name. So that is what Shavuot is about. It is about provision. It is about the fullness. It is about celebration. There is no unleavened bread. This is full bread feast. This is a full, full harvest feast. So we are going to eat and we are going to dine together and we are going to, uh, we are just going to uh, find out what he has in store for us. So I'm hoping that you can't drive on Saturday night. <laughs> okay. Okay, so isn't that crazy how we're talking about Shavuot and Ruach coming, the spirit coming, and it had to do with hunger, okay? This is why it's so imperative that we have parents that are leading a region or leading a movement or leading Yeshua's way, and they're hungry, and they're multiplying that hunger. Without hunger, we don't get Ruach. 
Without hunger, we don't get empowerment. Without hunger, we don't continue on forward in life, okay? So we appreciate that, mom and dad. Um, so armory. <laughs> I don't have an announcement necessarily, but I know you all are getting filled with details, and you are going to your parents and, yes, multiplying that information. So we're excited to send you all into Auntie Amber and Uncle Jason's lives and care and fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.